Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your kingdom. Father, bless every hand. That gives today, multiply the seeds that they sow, and they will have more than enough to do every good deeds. Your grace shall abound in their life. You shall open the door that man cannot shut. You make the way for them, Lord. You bless them, and you use them to be the blessing for the kingdom and for souls in this world, Father. Thank you, Father. They will see miracles. They will see provision, breakthroughs in their life, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning, I was talking about how to pray effectively. I did not finish the whole sermon, so I was torn between teaching another one or continue to teach that one. I decided to continue to teach about effective prayer. This morning we learn about faith. Let me read one more time in James chapter five, verses thirteen to eighteen. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him cry and complain. Let him blame God, blame the Uncle Sam, blame the husband. Is that right? Let him pray. Whenever you face something, bring it to God, and believe God is the God of victory, the God of miracles, the God of supernatural breakthrough. Nothing in your life He cannot fix; He can fix for you. Just bring it to Him, tell Him, and just relax and enjoy your life. Don't be upset. Don't be sad. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him. Pray is so important. Pray for the sick, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anytime if I start to feel sickness, Pastor Da will pray for me right away. Anytime she begin to have some symptom, I lay hand on her and pray for her right away because we believe when we pray by faith, the sickness will be gone and. God always healed us right away. One time, I remember, I was growing up with two generational curses of sickness. One is hay fever. Since I was a young boy, for in certain period of time, I would have running nose and running eyes and sneezing and a lot of reaction. And also, I grew up with eczema. I never forgot. One day, I was teaching the new believers the, the word of God and. I start to sneeze and have red eyes, and I could not stand anymore. I asked those two new believers to pray for me. <laughs> They're from Taiwan. I never forgot that day. They pray for me, and after that minute, that hay fever or the allergy totally gone, never come back. That was about 30 years ago. You see, when you sick, you get people pray for you, and the prayer of faith. Will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sin, he will be forgiven. God is so gracious. Sometimes sin causes sickness. So when we pray, God not only heals us, but He forgives us as well. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. Pray, 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 <laughs> again and again. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. How many people want to put your name in there? The effective fervent prayer of um, Pastor Prasad, Pastor Pla, Ryan, Nai. Who else? The fervent prayer of Carrie, 
and Gino, is that right? Yes. Gino, oh, I remember your name. The effective, fervent prayer of Gino and Carrie and Jesse and Jum avails much. Amen. Can you be a righteous person? God can answer your prayer? Yes. And how can you be righteous? Faith. By faith, you become righteous by position. And you have faith in God. You have faith in the word of God. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Sometimes he may be angry. Sometimes he's short-tempered. Sometimes he's hungry. He said, I want buntit neung. But I don't have buntit neung to eat. He's hungry. He prayed earnestly. There is no Vietnamese here. Okay. Oh, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Wow. I like to be this kind of man. Whatever I ask God, he answered. 100% of the time, or 99.9% of the time, I ask something, God answer me. I want to be that kind of person. And we learned in the last session that one of the important keys to have effectiveness in prayer is faith. And we need to keep growing in faith. Growing in faith. Next year, we should have more faith than this year. How to grow in faith? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Thank God for today. We don't have to buy tapes anymore. We can just have the phone in front of us, turn on the YouTube, and listen to the good teaching, and we can build faith. You know, when I go into the lunch room, in the operating room, in the old days, people talk, how are you doing? How is your kid doing? Today, in this generation, people sit like this. Everyone, nurse, doctor. And I was looking at them, no communication here. Everyone, look at the phone. You got on the airplane, everyone. <laughs> Sometimes I went to some Chinese restaurant, the dad, the mom, the three kids sit, and some, maybe some friends sit there, and I watch that table. What are they doing here? They come to eat dinner together. But everyone, looking at the phone, <laughs> they don't talk to each other. No excuse today that you cannot listen to the good teaching anymore. It's out there in the internet. You can feed yourself with the word of God. And you can build your faith from this level to next level. And your understanding and revelation of the truth in the Bible will grow Grow deeper, higher, wider. You have more understanding and more faith in what God says in the Bible. And your faith becomes stronger. So when that happens, when you pray for something specifically, God answers your prayer. There are many, many aspects of our life. The aspect of money, aspect of health, aspect of traveling, family, parenting, work, serving, ministry. There are many aspects. You need to study all this subject of protection. Lately, we need more protection because of the coronavirus. We need to study about all these things to build faith in different aspects of life. Aspect of money, aspect of family, relationship, husband and wife, raising kids, all kind of things. We need to build our faith so when we pray to God, God will answer us because we pray by faith. I remember... Many years ago, a man came and tried to be boyfriend with my daughter. And I looked at this man, and I was like, um, I'm not sure that this man should be her husband. But I didn't say anything. I keep my mouth shut because I don't want my daughter to feel condemned or to feel pressure from me. What did I and Pastor Da do? We sit down and pray together, Father. Move your mighty hands. If this man is not godly, he's not good for my daughter. You know the best who's better for my daughter. We pray. You remember? And God answered. Eventually, he disappeared. I feel relieved. Oh. And then I pray, God, you need to send a good Christian man who can take care of my daughter very well. And God answer again. Amen. Amen. 
<laughs> Yesterday we talked, joke in the house, husband and wife. It's not fair. In Thailand, when we got married, the husband paid for the wedding. But in America, we have two daughters, and when they got married, we pay. This is not fair. So maybe I pray that my son will not marry woman who has the Thai culture. They need to have American culture. But Pastor Da say this way, which is I agree. Honey, you pay only one time, but he'd have to take care of our daughter for the rest of his life. Huh? The less of her life, not her, his life. Okay, uh, he too, his life too. <laughs> anyway, so we need to listen to the word of God. We need to have more Holy Spirit. And we also need to hang around and serve the Lord under the covering of the man of faith. You, if you notice in the Bible, there is something flowing down. You remember Psalm 133? Psalm 133, when brother and sister live together in unity, the Lord will shower the water, the rain, and the blessing down from the beard of Aaron and the cloth of Aaron into the church. So God tried to say that this is the way God works. You cannot be under too many Aaron's. You can be only under one protection. And that Aaron... That head of your life, the pastor or the elders or somebody over you, whatever he has will flow down into you the blessing. If he has a lot of faith, you will have a lot of faith. I notice one thing every pastor that under my care in Thailand have the anointing to cast out demons, everyone. I notice another thing all the members and pastors under my care all over the world have very happy family. Husband and wife love each other. Kids are blessed. You know why? Because that is our anointing. We have the anointing of good family. Then that anointing flow down into the husband and wife so they all have good family. My church have no divorce. Zero. Divorce. Amen. And all the husband and wife love each other. And the kids are doing well because of that anointing flow down. In the same thing, faith. When you hang out with a leader, the community of faith, you're going to have more faith. Is that right? That's what you learned this morning. Let's look at another one. one. If you want to be very powerful in prayer, what you need to do. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his, his mean at that time in the enemy of the children of Israel the Babylon or some other country that tried to attack Israel. His burden, but today it means the devil, Satan, will be taken away from your shoulder. And his joke, the devil's joke, from your neck. And the joke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The second principle, in order to be effective in prayer, is that you need to pursue to have more anointing. We all have different level of anointing. Some of you may have $5 anointing. Some of you may have $10 anointing. Some of you may have $100 anointing. Some of you may have $1,000. I compare to dollars, so you see the picture. $1,000, $20,000, $1,000,000. For me, I want... 99.999% of Jesus. And you know how much anointing Jesus had? Unlimited. Before I die and leave this world to be with God, I want to have a lot of anointing. Because I know that when I have a lot of anointing, when I pray, the power in me, mixed with my faith, mixed with what I speak. You remember this morning I talked about two things in prayer? Command and ask. Anointing usually used in the part of commanding. When you say, sickness, I command you to leave this person right now. 
You have faith, and faith move, and your anointing will hit that sickness and take that yoke away. Amen. That's why we need to have more anointing to command bad things out of peaceful life. Power work through you because you have so much anointing on you. Every believer should set the goal that every year I'm going to have more and more. Thickness of the presence of God or the anointing or the oil on my life. Every year you need to grow in the anointing. Amen? Amen. How many people want to have more anointing? How many people want to have a lot of anointings? Okay. Interesting. When I ask how many people want to have $1,000 check, people raise hand. How about $1 million check? Every hand. But when we talk about anointing, <laughs> Pastor Lau, you're too spiritual. You want anointing. I want money. I want diamond ring. My brothers and sisters, thank God for the money, for the dollars. Thank God for the diamond ring. But diamond ring cannot stop cancer. Diamond ring cannot get the devil out of people's life. The anointing will give you life. Amen? I read the story of a man who started the prayer room. As I understand, he was in Washington. He was a man from Washington. Long time ago. And this man went to Africa. And at that time, the plagues, you know the plagues, the the one of the disease kill thousands of people. And this man walked in there and he said, I'm not afraid of this plague, of this disease. And they put that bacteria on his skin. And they used microscope to look at the bacteria on his skin. The bacteria died. Mm, wow. You know why? He's so anointed. Amen. The bacteria cannot be on his body. They died. Money cannot save you, but the anointing can save you. Amen? Amen? So we need the anointing, more anointing. Look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. You notice one thing? Jesus did not come into the world just to enjoy his life. What did he do? He went out to do good. And healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We need more anointing if we want to pray, have effective prayer life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because the anointing is the power to break the yoke, to destroy whatever that is attacking people's life. And when you pray for people, or you pray for yourself, or you pray for your kids, you pray for your friends, Sickness, you have to leave. Your anointing will touch that person and the sickness is gone. Cancer is gone because you have the anointing on you to minister to people. We need the anointing in prayer as well. Faith and the power. John chapter 3 verse 34. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. Who is this person? Jesus. Jesus. The Lord Jesus is our best forerunner, our best example. He moved by faith. He moved by the anointing. When he look at a person and he say, devil, come out right now. The devil have to come out. No if and or but. No argument. Why? Because Jesus has so much faith. He did not have to yell. He just looked at the man's eyes. Be free. God. His power, his anointing. He just walk around the street. People throng around him, touch him everywhere. One woman who had bleeding for 12 years and lost all the money and she was dying. She came to him and just touched his cloak and he looked around. The power went out to her and she was totally healed by the anointing, by the power. We need to have more anointing, not only to protect ourselves. You know, anointing has two parts. 
involvement in, with us, to involvement with us. The anointing for us and anointing for others. Listen carefully. This is the way God works. He works in you. And He works through you. I noticed that this past many years, my anointing has increased every year. And this year I have more anointing than last year and two years ago. I noticed that I have more peace, more power, more good health, more victory than before. The presence of God, I feel the presence of God on me, stronger than ever before. And now I understand that when Jesus said that, may heaven come on earth. You pray that, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now I understand what he means. It means that the anointing, the presence of God, the power of God is on me. So you don't get sick easily. You're so full of joy, so full of strength. How can a man like me, 60-something years old, lay hand on 3,200 people in four hours? Everybody. Four hours at this age. Then demons come out, people get touched and healed. And after I finish, I just go and walk there and I'm fine. I did not have any leg pain. No shoulder pain, no neck pain. I just keep praying. Who give me that power? The anointing. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you life. You remember the Bible saying that the Spirit, that the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. So the anointing is for yourself to give life to you. And not only that, that anointing, that life can flow out of you to touch people when you pray. When you command something to happen. Everyone, make your hand this way. Ah, okay, again. Amen. Amen. Understand? Yes. The anointing come on you, to you, in you. Work in you, bless you, give you power, give you strength, give you healing, give you life, and go out, bless other people. When you pray, you pray by anointing. Amen? So that's the second principle. Increase your anointing. How are you going to increase the anointing? Oh, wow, good question. How are you going to increase the anointing? Number one, hunger. And thirst. God can give more to the hungry people. You need to be hungry. I'm so proud of many people who have to travel from another city to come here because you're hungry for God. And God can fill you up. Number one, hungry. Two, ask. Asking. You need to ask. Three, you need to be faithful in what you have right now. This is the principle of God. If you are faithful in what you have, God is going to give you more. And as you rise up to the next level and you are faithful in doing that, using the anointing, God is going to give you more. God will test you and see how faithful you are. If you are faithful, He gives you more. Amen? How do you increase the anointing? Number four. Same principle. Hang out. Or serve God with the anointed servant of God. Flow down. Five, you get lay hand on by the anointed people. Because God impart the anointing through the laying on of hands. Amen? Amen. So you receive the laying on of hands to receive more anointing, more and more and more. Okay, the third principle of how to be effective in prayer. Romans chapter 8. 26 to 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Let me read another one. 1 Corinthians 14.4 He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, 
but he who prophesies edifies the church. Talking about speaking tongue, praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. Romans chapter eight verse fourteen: For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. What is the third principle of how to pray? I developed this lifestyle for many years. I pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. When I start to pray for people, I don't just pray out of my mind or try to pray something to please people's ear, to make them happy. No, no. I need to pray according to the Word by faith, and at the same time, the Holy Spirit would tell me and lead me how to say it exactly, what to say. For this situation, it can be only three words. God bless you. It can be five sentences. It can be fifteen minutes prayer. And if I don't know what to pray, I pray in tongues. Because I don't know what to pray, I let the Holy Spirit pray to my mouth in heavenly languages. So this is the key. When you pray, don't pray by using your mind, your own ability. Your own agenda. You hook up to the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit lead you to say whatever He wants you to say in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we learn to grow in this area? You think you're going to learn in one day? No. You need to practice. You need to keep growing, learning to pray in the Spirit by the leading of. The Holy Spirit, Amen? Amen. How you gonna pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit? How? Number one, you need to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. You need to know He is in you. He is your helper. He is your counselor. He is your guide. He is your leader. He is your teacher. He is the best. You need to recognize Holy Spirit. My companion, my friend, help me. Two, ask him to help you. Three, surrender. God, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Guide me what to say right now. Open your heart and listen to him. He will give you witness in your heart, and he will tell you what to say. I believe if you can pray by the Holy Spirit, you know sometimes when you heard something happen. Maybe you heard a family have this problem happen, and you, wow! I like to pray for this family. I really feel concerned about this family. Instead of just blasting out with your own idea, you start to sit down and pray to God. God, guide me to pray for this family. What should I say according to the leading of the Holy Spirit? And I believe if you pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, you pray according to the will. Of God, because the Holy Spirit will only show you or reveal to you the will of the Father, and if you can pray according to the will of the Father, it will happen. God will answer your prayer. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, "Be led by the Holy Spirit." Last one, and I will pray for you. Number one, faith. Number two, more anointing. Everyone say, "More faith." Everyone say more anointing. More anointing. Number three, be led by the Spirit. I yield to the Spirit. I fellowship with the Spirit. I walk with the Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He's the Almighty God. He's my helper. He's my guide. He's my counselor. He knows the will of the Father. He helps me, and I will be effective. The last one. Look at Matthew twenty-two, thirty-six to forty. Matthew. Wow, I don't think I can finish this. This is a long one. Okay, Matthew twenty-two, thirty-six to forty. Listen carefully, teacher. Which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And second is equally important. Wow, equally important, not less. Equal. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. The whole Bible. How many people hold the Bible in your hand? How thick? Very thick. That whole Bible can conclude into only two laws: love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. John chapter fourteen, twelve, fifteen. I'm going to read this scripture and make a summary. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. What kind of work Jesus did? He preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He performed miracles. He prayed. He brought heaven on earth. Everything he said, God multiplied this fish and this loaf. Did God answer him? When he said, Lazarus, come out. Did God answer him? Yes. When he said the wind stopped, did God answer him? Yes. He said the work that he did, we will also do. But the reason we don't do it because we miss something in our life. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. But greater works than this he will do because I go to my Father. And now the key sentence. And whatever, everyone say blank check. Blank everyone say whatever. Whatever. How many people like blank check? <laughs> I just went to Cambodia and met a pastor's wife. She told me the story that her husband came to America to minister, Cambodian pastor, have a big church, and then one billionaire gave him a check. And when he went back to the hotel, he looked at the check, that check, blank. The signature. He did not know what to do. He asked his minister friend, "What should I do with this?" The minister friend said, "You can put in any amount you want." Billionaire, give him a check. He decided to write one hundred thousand dollars, and he got that one hundred thousand dollars. Now he told his wife, he looked back. <laughs> He should have put in ten million dollars. <laughs> And whatever you ask in my name, that I would do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. God the Father will do it for you when you ask whatever you ask. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Can God do it for you? Ever anything you ask? Yes. But look at the last sentence in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. What is the key to make God answer your prayer like a blank check all the time? Obey His commandments. And what are the commandments here? The two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your spirit, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You remember before I preach, I mentioned about I sold out. I and Pastor Dar gave our life 100% to build the local church everywhere. You know that's the way I show love to God. I love my God, so because I love my God, I want to do what Jesus say. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades cannot prevail against it. Okay, Jesus, you want to build your church? I'm going to build your church. I'm going to do what you want. And not only that, I build a church because I love brothers and sisters. I come here not for money. I come here not for reputation, for fame, nothing. I come here because we love you. Amen. Actually, they say they're going to have church camp once a year at somewhere beautiful. I say that if my time is available. I will be at the camp, and maybe all the us to go enjoy together. I even offer because I love people in Arizona. 
I'm ready to give up some time in California. No. That's not God's will. I'm happy to come here. Amen. Happy to come because I loved you. Brother and sister, when we love God, we want to give Him all the glory. We want to do His will. We want to love Him and love other people. And when you love people, God will answer your prayer. What I try to say is this. Okay, look at another one. John 14, 23, 24. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him, anointing, the anointing will come, and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Look at another one, John 15, and I will summarize. John 15, 7 to 10. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire. Is that blank check again? Yes. Everyone say whatever. whatever. Blank check. Blank check. Hmm. Okay. So honey, you can give me blank check. <laughs> and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, what are the commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. You will abide in my love. So he will put the bubble of love around you. You walk around. No one can see it with their own eyes. But you walk around the bubble of love of God around you everywhere. The favor of God is on you everywhere. Ah, The favor, the grace, and the love of God is around you. Amen? Amen? Then you look at people's eyes, they say, what can I do for you? Can I give you some favor? Because the love of God is around you. Just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in His love. So what I try to say is that one of the key to get answer from God in prayer is to walk in love. Walk in love. God showed me in the scripture one of the reasons Actually, let me read one more. Galatians 5.6. Listen carefully. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith. What is important is faith, not religious ceremony, not circumcision. Expressing itself in love. Your faith will not work if you do it out of wrong motive. If you want to exercise faith in your prayer for money to try to get some benefit from people, oh, if I pray for you, can you give me $5,000? That is wrong motive. If you want to show faith in the church so that a man can like you and marry you, wrong motive. In order for the faith to work and the prayer to get answer, you need to do it with love. This is why, listen carefully, the ministry of Jesus Christ was so powerful. Because when Jesus walked on earth and he moved in prayer, casting out demons, healed the leper, raised the dead, every motion he did, he did out of faith and, let me read for you, Matthew 14, 14. When Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. And healed their sick. Wow. What moved Jesus? Compassion and love. Matthew 9, 35 to 36. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness. I love that. Healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. In conclusion, the key to get your prayer answer is to check your attitude when you pray for people. 
Do you pray by faith and you pray out of love and compassion? If you just pray to show off that you're such a powerful man, it does not work. If you pray for people to get money, it will not work. You need to pray out of compassion and love. You love God and you love people. Amen. Amen. When you pray for your pastor, do you love your pastor? When you pray for your husband, okay. This is Thai way. I don't see other nationality do this. Does Filipino do this? Like this. I see only in Thai woman. <laughs> Why no Filipino answer me? Yes, I can pray for my husband. In the name of Jesus, send fire! No, no. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. <laughs> oh, pray by love. Everyone say faith expressed. By love. If you want your prayer to be so powerful, make sure you pray by love. Actually, what I say, all these things, all these principles I say to you, all related. If you think about it carefully, think about it. Okay. How can you have faith? You need the Holy Spirit to have faith. You need to be in the Word. And when you are in the Word, or oh, the Word of God tell me to love my neighbor and to love God. Okay, I obey the Word. I love God and love my neighbor. I will forgive them, even though my husband uh, get on my nerves so many times. <laughs> but I'm going to love him. Okay, the word of God said, I need to love my husband, love my wife. I'm going to love. Mm, okay, I love. Okay, the word of God come in. You may see, <laughs> you obey your word. And the Bible says you need to pray with anointing. With the power, God is with you because you obey Him. God say, I and my Father will be with you. The anointing will be on you. And you pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit because you love God so much. You listen to the Holy Spirit to lead you to pray. Is that right? It's all about in the Word and in the Spirit and in love and in faith. All these subjects are related or connected. Faith, love, Holy Spirit. God, all connected. And if you can live this way, your prayers will get answered. The church needs to welcome the Holy Spirit. The church needs to teach the Word of God. The church needs to really build more faith on people's life. Teach people how to be led by the Spirit. Put anointing on people more. The church will be the community of love. Amen? We love one another. We don't gossip. We don't attack each other. We don't condemn each other. We love one another. The love flow in the church. And when people pray for one another, I noticed one thing in New Hope International Church. We have care groups. And one of the things that I noticed, when people pray for one another in the care group, God answers a lot. It's amazing. Because they pray together in faith and in unity and love. They have unity there. They love one another. God just answer and answer. People get healed. People get a new job. One man came into our church. He is half African-American and might be mixed with Asian. He really poor. He really have a hard time in finances for many years. He was very troubled in finances. He came to our church and we prayed for him in the care group. He came. We prayed, prayed. And now he got a good job at University of Washington with a badge on, with a good benefit. He said, I can't believe I come to this church and God answered my prayer now. I have a good job. It's amazing. After years of suffering financially, because God answered the prayer of the brother and sister, that prayer in compassion and love, unity, and then under the anointing and the Holy Spirit moving. Amen? Amen. 
I want to see all the members of our churches prosper, Amen. strong, yes. healthy, yes. fruitful, be effective, have happy family, happy life, fruitful in the ministry. Amen? Amen. The kids are happy, love God. We want that heaven, we want heaven to be in every home. We need to pray. God, may your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for my members who are single all the time, that they will find a good spouse. Oh, amen. I don't hear amen from Pastor Reamer. <laughs> you have the gift of celibacy? <laughs> you know the gift of celibacy means? The gift of being single. You have that gift? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to pray for you. And ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with faith, love. The Bible says that God pour His love into your heart by the Holy Spirit. So the church need both. Actually, the church need four important things. Listen carefully. Every church, good church, need strong word, good teaching. Need the outpouring and the flowing and the filling of the Holy Spirit. The church need good leadership. Covering good pastor or shepherd for protection and for impartation of blessing down from heaven. Four, the church need to have good fellowship. We cannot just have only the word and ignore the Holy Spirit. We need to find a good church. How do you find a good church? Good fellowship. People love one another. The word of God is preached without compromise. The Holy Spirit is moving every Sunday. And also, we need to have godly shepherd, godly pastor. If you can find this kind of church, these four characters, characteristics, you are in a safe place. And again, I tell you, I mentioned this many times. Whatever you choose, it will make a big difference 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Okay. Five degree off. Ten years from now, how far? The same thing, what church you go? Ten years from now, for example, if you go to one church and she goes to another church, you may not see it overnight, but in ten years, her life and her life will be totally different. Because the way they were trained, taught, built up, covered, will be totally different. That's why I have a burden to build really good church. Because I want to see my members have good future. The word, the spirit, good fellowship, and good covering. Godly covering. I'm not going to play around to sin against God. I'm going to be a holy, godly leaders in my house. I want to be, because anytime the leader starts to goof off, everyone gets suffer. Bad deal. I don't want to do like that. I want to be good leadership to protect God's people. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's pray together. Follow my prayer. Father, Father this, afternoon, this afternoon, fill me, Lord, fill me, Lord with, your Spirit, with your Holy Spirit. Give me more anointing, me more, anointing more, love, more love, more compassion, more compassion like, Jesus. like Jesus, more faith, more sensitivity, More sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Oh Lord, oh Lord. From, today on, from today on, my prayer life, my prayer life will, be will be effective. I'm a righteous person, I'm a righteous person. And, my and my prayer will be so effective. Be so effective. When, I when I pray for myself, my family, my family. for my brothers and sisters, my country. Pray for strangers. Anything. You shall answer me. 
O Lord, I'm hungry and thirsty for the move of God, for the touch of the Holy Spirit. Open heaven, Lord, and pour Your Holy Spirit upon my life. I need more measure of the Holy Spirit. May the fire of God remove all the junks. All the chaff, impurities, out of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.